Amen. Well, we are in the last week of August, and I have a question. Who hit the fast-forward button? Confess now. Brenda, you're guilty. You, I know someone. I knew someone did. I knew someone hit that fast-forward button, but this month has flown by. Anybody else feel like this month has absolutely flown by? Yes, probably our students are thinking, are you crazy, man, or school? Feels like this month has lasted forever. Uh, but it feels like just last month, uh, we were celebrating Easter. Uh, that's what it feels like to me. Uh, the month of April uh, was a very busy uh, month for the church. Uh, on the 22nd of April, uh, our family uh, welcomed Ayla into uh, this world. We, we uh, rewind five days before that. And on the 17th, we together uh, as a church, we celebrated Easter. And then two days before that, on the 15th of April, uh, we reflected on Good Friday. And then five days before that, on the 10th, we celebrated Palm Sunday. And then you probably don't remember, but seven days before Palm Sunday, we talked about handling conflict. Does anybody remember the, the topic at hand, handling conflict? Yeah, I was afraid to ask that question. Yes, Larry, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but that was sort of uh, the first part uh, of a two-week series. And today, over four months later, we are going to finish up the, the second half of our conversation that we started on uh, the 3rd of April, a long, long time ago. But I want to summarize in about a minute what we talked about uh, in what we talked about four months ago. For everybody, minus Larry and I, who we remember uh, what we talked about in handling a conflict. Uh, so Larry, you can take a minute, snooze. The rest of you, listen up. This is what we talked about uh, four months ago. Number one, conflict is not a bad thing. Two key ingredients of conflict is proximity and movement. And then we have that proximity and movement. That's when, that's when friction and conflict comes into play. Following the guidelines that Jesus provides in Matthew chapter 18, we are to handle conflict alone. Whoever we are experiencing conflict with, we are to approach them alone. And if that doesn't go well, then Jesus, Jesus instructs us in Matthew chapter 18 that we then bring in one trusted, God-fearing gentleman or lady into the equation to help get some sort of reconciliation. And if yet that doesn't work, really 99% of conflict will be resolved uh, between those first two steps, especially that first step. Nearly all conflict will be resolved when you approach that person one-on-one. -on -one. But in the rare case that it does, you bring someone else in. And in the really rare case that doesn't uh, come to fruition, there's no reconciliation, then you bring it before the church. You bring it before uh, the leaders of the church. And so you bring it to myself, Mark, John, or Brian. And then after that, we listed four tips to help handle conflict one-on-one -on -one because that is where most of the conflict is going to be handled. That's our first line of defense. And those four tips are, one, assume the best, two, keep short accounts, three, be quick to apologize, and four, aim to be a peacemaker. And when we talk about conflict, on a similar note, today we're going to be talking about a biblical perspective of gossip and slander. I'm going to tell you guys uh, right now, uh, we have uh, a lot of information that we are going to dig through today. So please bear with me. There, there is a lot of pertinent information uh, in uh, this discussion. 
So what exactly is gossip and slander? Well, gossip is casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. That, that's how dictionary defines gossip, conversation reports about something regarding someone else that isn't always confirmed to be true or not. And then slander is the utterance of defamatory statements to harm the reputation or well-being of a person. So when you are saying bad things about other people, uh, that's what the dictionary uh, defines as slander. And so both of these concepts, gossip and slander, they revolve around the idea, the concept of talking about other people. People. We're not talking about when you directly confront someone uh, like we're instructed in conflict in Matthew chapter 18. We're not talking about when you are talking to someone. Today's discussion, we are talking about people. And let me tell you, uh, this is so hard to control. Speech in general is one of the most difficult areas of our life to control. James, in, in his uh, letter, he says that if we can control our speech, then we can control our whole life as well. You find that in chapter 3, verse 2. Uh, but in general, people love to talk about other people, especially if they can say something bad. Many newspaper columns, magazines, TV, radio talk shows are devoted to the latest gossip about movie stars, politicians, and other public figures. We, we have all tuned in to those newspaper articles, uh, online articles, TV shows, radio talk shows. We have all been there before. In almost every instance where this takes place, I find that it can be sinful. However, some people believe that all talking about people who are not present is gossip and therefore sinful. Is that correct? Yes or no? Others think saying bad things about people not present is gossip and is therefore sinful. Correct? Yes or no? Yet others think uh, talking about things you don't know to be true about others is gossip and sinful. And so many people have very, uh, it's, it's a similar idea of what gossip is and what is acceptable and what is not. When we get down to the nitty gritty, a lot of people have disagreements on what exactly is gossip, what exactly is slander, and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. And so this morning, we're going to take a, a biblical perspective in all of this. So this is the uh, ultimate uh, source uh, of truth in our lives, the word of God. And so what does the Bible have to say? What is acceptable and what is not? And some of you guys may find it surprising what is considered acceptable and what is not considered acceptable. The first thing that we're going to do this morning is we are going to talk through some things that are not necessarily sinful. Some things that many of us may, may view as sinful behavior. The first is that the Bible demonstrates that simply talking about someone who is not present is not sinful. That, that, that is not 100. If you are talking about someone else, that is not 100% of the time sinful. 
We see this after uh, the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, the, the four gospels record the resurrection of Jesus as he was crucified on the cross. And on the third day, he rose victoriously from the grave. And so Mary Magdalene and this other Mary, they, they went to the tomb uh, to prepare uh, the body of Jesus. But lo and behold, who was missing? Jesus, as he is resurrected from the grave. And so an angel appears before Mary Magdalene and this other Mary. And this angel tells these two Marys in Matthew chapter 28, verse 7, he says, then go quickly and tell his disciples, that's, that's Christ's disciples, that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So hold up here. An angel instructed the Marys to talk about Jesus to the disciples when Jesus was not present. That tells me that simply talking about someone who is not present is not sinful 100% of the time. I mean, we do this all the time and we know that it's not wrong. If someone's not present, we, we may go ahead and share of their good news uh, that uh, they had a baby, that they got a job, that they bought a car, you name it. We, we all do this pretty frequently. We share good news of others even when they are not present. Sometimes here at church, we, we make announcements and even pray to God here at church for people who are not present here, people who are sick and not able to be with us um, in, in person. And so is it wrong to tell good news about others when they are not present and to pray for others in a group setting when they are not present? I think all of us uh, would agree that the answer is no, no, that, that is not wrong. That is not sinful behavior. So that's the first thing that we should understand when, when talking about a biblical perspective of gossip and slander is that simply talking about people is not necessarily sinful. We take it even a step further, and we see that even telling unfavorable or uncomplimentary things about people not present is not necessarily sinful. And now this may catch some of you off guard, I'm guessing. Did you know that Jesus did this in his ministry? Jesus told unfavorable or uncomplimentary things about groups of people who are not present there at the moment. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did that. Many people gasp in hearing that. But in Matthew chapter 15, Jesus had a conversation with the Pharisees. You can go ahead and open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15. The words will also uh, be behind us. Matthew chapter 15 Jesus has this discussion uh, with the Pharisees, and then we see, if we jump down to uh, verse 12, uh, it reads, then the disciples came and said to him, so the disciples of Jesus, after Jesus had this conversation with the Pharisees, said, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? So in this teaching that Jesus was talking about, he presented to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were offended, and the disciples later, they brought uh, this uh, to Jesus' attention, saying, hey, did you know you offended the Pharisees? And this is what Jesus had to say in verse 13. He answered, every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a pit. 
That, that is a pretty unfavorable or uncomplimentary term, calling them blind guides. Jesus called the Pharisees a group of blind guides when they were not even present. And if Jesus did this, if Jesus said unfavorable uh, things to a group of people who are not present, that tells me that it is not necessarily sinful as we understand that Jesus is sinless. Jesus had no sin in his life. He was tempted just like you and I. That's the incredible thing. He has the same sort of temptation that you and I deal with, but Jesus had 100% success rate in, in handling the temptation that he experienced. You know, I do this uh, from time to time. Uh, when I uh, am coaching soccer, when someone comes off the field, I often use that as a teaching moment. And a lot of times when, when they come off the field, they, they come to the bench, I'm, I'm standing there, I will talk about something that they did on the field uh, that wasn't uh, perfect, that, that we could use as a learning example. And sometimes I use another girl's mistake on the team to provide as a teaching moment for the girl coming off. Is that wrong to do so? I, 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 I do not think so. There's even an instance in the Bible where we are commanded, you are commanded to talk about someone else's sin to somebody else. And we took a look at that uh, about four months ago on the 3rd of April. And, and Jesus' model of how to handle conflict, the last line of defense and dealing with conflict is to bring it before the church, is to bring it before the leaders of the church. And so if you are not able to handle conflict one-on-one, -on -one, which most of the time you should be able to, but if you are not able to handle that conflict one-on-one, -on -one, then you bring in one trusted uh, friend, one uh, trusted God-fearing man or woman. And then if that doesn't seem to work, then you bring it before the church. You're talking about this issue with someone else when, when necessarily don't, they don't even have to be present. Now, that does not mean talking to your friend about the situation. That, that is a big disclaimer that we uh, talked about uh, four months ago. We're talking about bringing it before uh, the leaders of the church. And so here, Jesus in his ministry talking about unfavorable, bad things about a group of people who are not present, that tells me that that practice is not necessarily sinful in our lives. And you know, this kind of I uh, challenged my perspective on gossip and slandering. Because before studying this this past week, I would have considered that as, as a sinful behavior. I would have considered talking poorly about others when, when they are not around. I would have considered that 100% of the time sinful. But, th but this challenged my thinking, challenged my thoughts on what gossip and slandering uh, really is all about. And here we see Jesus did it in his ministry. So that tells me, that, hey, 100% of the time, or not 100% of the time, but not 100% of the time is it sinful. So those are uh, two uh, instances, two situations uh, revolving around the idea of gossip and slandering that are not necessarily sinful. Now, many of us are probably aware that, that a lot of instances revolving around gossip and slander are sinful, are very sinful. They, 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 a lot of instances, the, these are bad things that we must stay away from. And so what is that? What, what are some of these characteristics of sinful gossip or slander? And this morning, we're going to take a look at three characteristics of talking about other people that make it sinful. So the first sinful characteristic of talking about other people 
as when we are accusing others of doing wrong when they do not know it to be true. So it's sinful slander, it's sinful gossip to accuse someone of something without substantial evidence that they are guilty. Among the Ten Commandments, God instructs Moses and the Israelites in Exodus chapter 20, verse 16, and God says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. On top of that, we're instructed in Exodus chapter 23, verse 1, is that you shall not spread a false report. You shall not join hands with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. So if you do not have extremely, extremely strong proof, if you're not 100% true that someone did something, then you have no business talking about that issue with another person. You should not be talking to someone and say, I don't know if this is true, but I heard X, Y, and Z, and proceed to tell them some, someone else uh, at fault and the thing that they might have done. If you're doing that, you are spreading a false report. You have to have evidence. You know, that was very big for the Israelites in the law of Moses. They needed two witnesses. They needed strong evidence to prove that a claim was true. And so if you don't have strong evidence that a claim is true, then 100% of the time, you, you don't have business talking about that uh, with other people. You're spreading a false report. You have to have evidence. You shall not spread a false report, Exodus chapter 23, verse 1. So that's the first sinful uh, characteristic revolving around the idea of gossip and slandering. The, the second sinful characteristic uh, of talking about other people and gossip and slandering is making derogatory statements from malicious motives. And so we must sincerely seek to be sure our accusations are true. We, we have to have evidence with our accusations. We're talking about them with other people. But on top of that, we have to share this truth with the right intention. We have to have the right motives behind that. Some people think that they have the right to say anything about anyone as long as they feel sure that it is true. And that is not the case. That, that, that is a wrong statement. We have to consider the question of motive. There must be good reasons for telling bad things about others. Oftentimes, people spread stories because they want to hurt people's reputation. Now, when we took a look at Matthew chapter 15, the instance of Jesus talking about bad things about a group of people who are not present, I don't think his intentions were ill. I think Jesus had good intentions. I think he used it as a teaching moment to, to, to further, disi further disciple his disciples, to further teach his disciples. He had pure motives. He thought this information would help a group of people. He had pure motives. But we need to stay away from sharing bad things about other people with impure motives, with, with bad motives. And some of, uh, here, we're going to list some of these sinful motives of telling bad things about others. A big sinful motive is jealousy. Sometimes we tell bad things about others because we envy what this other person has. And we seek to exalt ourselves above them by making them look bad 
uh, to the people around us. That is a sinful motive. If you are partaking in that, then, then you are partaking in sin. And so we can't be telling bad things about other people with, with, with this motive of jealousy, that, that we want to bring them down and exalt ourselves. Another sinful motive is vengeance or anger. Probably the most common way to take vengeance is by saying things to hurt others. Johnny hurt us by doing X, Y, and Z, so we're going to say this bad thing about Johnny to others because we are angry and seeking vengeance. I mean, we see that all the time in elementary schools. We see that all the time with little kids. One little kid hurts another little kid, and so that little kid goes and tells his other little friends a bad thing about what Johnny did because they're, they're mad. They're angry. They are seeking vengeance. And the sad thing is that isn't for little children as well, uh, alone. We see that all the time with adults as well. Johnny might have hurt you. And so to seek vengeance, you're gonna say something bad about Johnny behind his back to a group of people because you have anger. You want to get even. And that is straight up sinful slander. You should be aware that vengeance belongs to the Lord alone. It's not ours. Vengeance is not ours. It belongs to God alone and the people who commit sin against God. And there will be justice. Justice will be served when Christ comes back. We have to be patient and understand vengeance belongs to the Lord. And so when we're sharing bad things about other people because of this motive of vengeance or anger, it's because it is a sinful motive. And the last sinful motive that we'll discuss this morning is self-will. When, other, uh, when others oppose our views, whether that uh, be views on which team is the best, uh, which politician is the best, uh, how you like to cook your hamburger, whatever it may be, when, when others oppose our views, we may seek to get some dirt on them to discredit them and keep others from listening to them. You want to see a prime example of this taking place over and over again? Watch your television in the year 2024. Anybody know what's in 2024? The election, yeah. That is a prime example of this taking place. So many of these millions and millions and millions of dollars being poured into advertisement revolving around presidential elections. It's talking about bad things about other politicians because they want others to think that they have the right point of view in their lives. And oh my goodness, it, it, it is astounding how frequently those advertisements come into play. And it's sickening. It, it's, it's a sinful behavior, I believe. Talking bad about another person when they are not present just because you want them to agree with what you have to say. That is a sinful practice. And so before we spread the, the, these statements about other people, we have to make sure our motives are pure. There shall be zero jealousy involved. There shall be zero vengeance or anger involved. There, there shall be zero self-will involved. Are we speaking for our own personal benefit or are we sincerely speaking for the good of the one we criticize, 
or for the good of others who really have a genuine need for this information. You know, Jesus, when he talked poorly about the Pharisees, he evaluated that this information was genuinely needed for his disciples and that it would genuinely serve a positive purpose for his disciples. I am positive that if that were not the case, Jesus would not have been talking poorly about the Pharisees to his disciples, but he had pure motives behind that. And let me tell you, we have to be careful because it is so easy to attribute good motives to ourselves. A lot of times we think pretty highly of ourselves. A lot of times we like to defend our actions and defend the words that we say. And sometimes we may think we have pure motives when in truth, our motives are selfish and sinful. So honestly, self-evaluate yourself. Is there any sort of selfish ambition in this? If so, then keep your lips sealed. Don't say it. The third sinful characteristic of gossip or slander is simply enjoying snooping in the personal affairs of others, spreading dirt about others. Some people, they just get a thrill from spreading bad stories about others. They feel important because they know some intimate information that other people don't know. And I'll say it, uh, it's not true all the time, but in general, uh, ladies struggle uh, with this one uh, more than men. And I may ask why that may be the case. When I think about women, when they get together, what do ladies do? They talk, they chit-chat, they, they, they have things that they need to do, they, that they need to talk about. Men, when they hang out a lot of times, they like that shoulder-to-shoulder friendship, and they like to do things together. They like to partake in activities. Now, this is not the case 100% of the time. I hesitate saying this, because you men, were guilty of this as well. We, we are very guilty of this as well, and enjoying snooping in the personal affairs of others. But in general, women like to talk more, and in general, women uh, enjoy snooping in the personal affairs of others. And so I just encourage you ladies out there to be aware of this. Be aware of this tendency. This might not be true for you. I'm not speaking for all women. I'm speaking for probably more than 50% of the ladies in the world. Uh, and so it's a, gener- it's a general principle. But uh, ladies especially, be aware of this and try to counteract this tendency. And you guys be aware of this as well, because again, we are not guiltless in this uh, concept. We, a lot of times, men like to indulge in snooping in the personal affairs of others and spreading that dirt uh, with others. So, that, so that, that is another sinful characteristic of gossip or slander. And so if we embody any of these three characteristics when talking about others, it is sinful. Let me tell you, that will cover a lot of the instances in which we talk about other people. A lot of the times, it will fit one of these three sinful characteristics of gossip or slander. When you're committing a sin against that person that you're talking about, but even more importantly, you're committing a sin against the creator of the heavens and the earth. You're committing a sin against your father. You're creating, you're committing a sin against the creator of that person that you're talking about. So think about that next time that, that you want to talk about other people um, when, when they are not present. Think about uh, your relationship 
between you and God and the ill effects that that can be a result of talking poorly about others. And so we then talked about, you know, what, what is it so much sinful about the gossip and slander? And we've talked about char- characteristics that are sinful, revolved around the idea of gossip and slander. And so we should be asking ourselves is how do we avoid this sinful slander? How do we avoid committing the, the sinful characteristics, the sinful acts of slander and gossip? The good news for you guys uh, this morning, briefly, we're going to give you three tips on how to avoid sinful slander and sinful gossip. Tip number one is don't get involved when others spread slander. Do not encourage or cooperate with a slanderer. Instead of listening, we should challenge their evidence and challenge their motives. If they don't have proper evidence or motives, then what they are doing is sinful and they have no business telling you that. And we should not partake in that. So challenge their evidence. How do you know this to be true? Challenge their motives. Why are you telling me this? Is is it for my good? Is it for their good? Why are you telling me? So challenge their evidence and challenge their motives. And we need to be aware of people who love talking about others. And not only do we have to be aware of them, but we're instructed to distance ourselves from them. Proverbs 2019 states, whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a simple babbler. And so be aware uh, of these slanders. Be, be aware of these people revealing secrets, talking about other people. And we're instructed to not associate with them. Tip number two, carefully examine your motives. To correct our speech, we have to first correct our heart. Matthew 12, 34 Uh, Jesus states, you brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So evaluate yourself and make sure you have pure motives. For it's out of the abundance of our heart that we speak. If you have good intentions in your heart, if you have good will towards those around you, then you're going to share good things about those around you. When you have ill will in your heart, then the abundance of that ill will will come and you will partake in the sinful practice of gossip and slander. And so we have to speak uh, from a concern for the welfare of others, not out of selfish desire. So carefully examine your motives and be careful because a lot of times we can defend ourselves when really we shouldn't. We, we, we don't like to think that we are at fault, but sometimes we may be at fault and we fail to see it. So honestly evaluate yourself and examine your motives. And tip number three, is pray for people who have problems or for people that specifically you have problems with. Instead of rejoicing when we hear of people who have problems and instead of sinfully gossiping or slandering, we should pray for them. Let me tell you, it is not easy to pray for someone 
and then to go turn around and, and talk poorly about them to a different group of people with ill intentions. That is not easily accomplished. When you pray for your people, when you're praying for your enemies, that helps cause a roadblock, a stumbling block, to prevent you from talking poorly about them. So pray for those in whom you have conflict with. Pray for their well-being. I'm not talking about mimicking uh, the prayers of Psalms. God, smite them down on the ground. No, we're talking about praying for their well-being. So we did it. <laughs> that, that was a lot of information. I don't think I've ever had uh, this many uh, pages of notes. We've got seven pages of notes. Uh, usually I like to try to limit to four. But we did it. We cruised through along. There was a lot of information about gossiping and slander. We took a look at what is not necessarily considered sinful. We've taken a look at what is considered sinful. And we've taken a look at how we can avoid sinful slander. When I was uh, researching uh, this topic, I came across uh, an article where really I got the vast majority of this information from. I don't like uh, to hide uh, where I get uh, my information from. Typically, I draw uh, information from all sorts of sources, whether that be previous teachings or or multiple online articles. Um, But there may be some recency bias. Uh, This article that that I used uh, for the vast majority of the information this morning, I think it might be the best article uh, that I I have ever used. This article did a wonderful job of using the Bible to make their points. That's why I appreciated this article so much. And and it challenged my original way of thinking. Did it challenge any of your guys thinking about gossip and slander and what maybe is acceptable and what maybe is not acceptable? I hope so. I I hope it caused you to to consider this topic of gossip and slander. And I love this article so much uh, that today I'll email that resource uh, out to all of you. It's a rather a lengthy article, but I'd highly, highly, highly encourage you all to spend time invested in going through this article because there's a lot of information that we simply did not have time to cover. But this whole idea of talking about others, it is so hard to control in our lives, but we have to be aware that the tongue is a very small part of our body, but it is an extremely, extremely powerful part of our body. James talks about that in his letter as well. You can do a lot of good with your tongue. You can also do a lot of harm with your tongue. And so anywhere you go, you will find people partaking in this practice of sinful gossip and slander. But I want to establish this church as a safe haven. I want people to come here and feel safe from the dangers of the world. I want people to come here and feel safe in expressing who they are and and discipling them to be more and more like Christ Jesus. Because we all have faults in our life. We all have sin in our life. We all need to strive to be more and more like Jesus. But let me tell you, none of you are perfectly like Jesus. It's a process. It's a journey in becoming more and more like Jesus. And so I want to create a safe environment where we can confess our sins to one another, 
to where we, we can admit our faults, to where we can strive together as a church body to more resemble our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think we are really doing ourselves a lot of harm if we don't establish this church as a safe haven. So I want to make a pact uh, with this church that we will abstain from the practice of sinful gossip or slander. A pact that simply states, I, and say your name, will not partake in the practice of sinful gossip or slander here at North Hills. And so if you'd like to join me in this pact as a church to abstain from the practice of sinful gossip and slander here at church, then, then raise your right hand and repeat after me. And when I say Kyle, don't say Kyle, say your name. <laughs> I, Kyle, will not partake in the practice of sinful gossip or slander here at North Hills. Awesome. Thank you. That means a lot to me. And so let's hold one another accountable and truly be a safe haven from a world full, full of people who love to gossip and slander one another. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, I just thank you for uh, this family, this community, this fellowship that we have here at North Hills. Father, I pray that you help us create an environment in which we can confess our sins, confess when we are at fault, so that we can better follow the example of your son, Jesus. And in order to do that, Father, I pray a special blessing on this church. I pray that you work in and through us to create a safe haven for us and everyone who walks into these doors. And we can create an environment where we continually grow closer to you day in and day out, an environment in which we can expand your coming kingdom. So, Father, this morning, we echo the words of your servant David in the psalm. Set a guard, O Lord, over our mouths. Keep watch over the doors of our lips. We love you. It's in Jesus' precious and holy name that we pray. Amen.